0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Remember us? We forgot you too. <laughs> Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean holtz With me, as always, is Snake Plissken's missing left eye himself, George Rogers.
1: It's my claim to fame.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Snake Plissken's
0: legacy. missing left eye and President Donald Pleasant's missing finger. That's you.
1: I'm just a collection of missing appendages.
0: Yep. Correct. Uh, If you didn't get the references, we're doing Escape from New York today. I don't remember if we have announced it last week. Because originally, I don't remember what we were supposed to do. And then we changed it to Aliens. And then we decided, why did we change it to Aliens when we haven't done Alien yet? I mean, I know why we changed it to Aliens. Because last week was the 35th anniversary. But we hadn't done the first movie of the series yet. So, we decided to wait on that. And we changed it to Escape from New York.
1: The uh, original movie we were going to do was going to be X Men from 2000. aha uh-huh.
0: that's right. Yes.
1: And then we that's switched right. to Aliens, and I don't, and I don't even remember us switching to Aliens. But then, <laughs> but then when you we were like Aliens, I'm like, I was like, I was like, because I couldn't remember that we switched to it. And then I was like, mm. wait a minute, like, well, Escape from New York just hit 40th and just hit 40 years released so mm. as of the. To july 10th which was last saturday yeah. so we're like i uh might as well do this
0: i'm very surprised that there was no at least i don't think so no like anniversary release for anything no 4k or at least i don't think there was i'm googling right now the book that goes behind the scenes i don't want that i want a fucking 4k <laughs> <laughs> you
1: don't want to read words you don't want to read the printed word
0: no. Wait. There is a 4K. Ah. It's not. Uh, it's an import. Is there really no American 4K for this fucking movie? It came out in 2019. Man, that's this. How does how there not an American like 4K this fucking movie? That is that is wild shit. I thought wait, wait, here we go. What do we got here? Uh this is from 2019. They are remastering it. Okay. For a 4K release. Yeah, because I thought I saw something that they were. That they were uh, remastering. Let me check eBay, maybe, because Amazon's not always the best gauge, you know. Let's see, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From New York. Okay. Oh, it was on that. Um, they remastered it and put it on that <clears throat> like four movie box, John Carpenter box set. It was. It's, it's Escape from New York, Prince of Darkness. They live in the fog. That mm. they that just got released like two three months ago. But I already That's owned. It. I already owned three of these movies on on Blu Ray. So it's like, yeah, I could buy. I like the individual. Like every, everybody who knows me, George, you knows. I like the individual movies unless they are a franchise themselves. I don't like box sets. So like to me. I would rather have these individual movies with individual artwork, you know, individual special features, stuff like that. That's what I would prefer. Which is why I opted not to get this box set. The only one I don't own in this is Prince of Darkness, which did just get a four K release, which I'm going to buy probably soon because I'm pretty sure we're going to do this in October for six 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 weeks. We talked about it last year. I don't know if it's going to stick, but I know we were throwing around the idea. So yeah, I think it will. Um, think it will. Yeah. So that's that's right. That's right. I, mean, I could always buy this import one I play all my discs on a PS5 which are region they aren't region locked so I could this is just from England so I could always just get this one if I really wanted it if I really wanted it on 4K which I'm sure it looks beautiful in 4K all those old movies look beautiful in 4K so right everybody right yeah so. that's right <laughs> so um correct, correct. um nothing nothing uh oh 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 loki loki (laughs) we'll do it at the end we'll do loki at the end for everybody i forgot about almost forgot about that uh we'll we'll do a quick recap of the final three episodes of loki um and i'll uh give a quick recap for this audience of my thoughts on black widow i'll do it right now it wasn't good (laughs) done (laughs) you want to listen to what i really had to say about it Go listen to Biggie guarantee There's some Florence Pugh's good, Red Guardian's good. The plot's kind of stupid. Blackwood has got incredible fucking plot armor that doesn't. She doesn't get hurt the entire movie. It's skippable. Not the worst movie in the world. Not very good. Skip it. Watch it when it's free. That's what to say. So.
1: so. Sounds fair.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want me to hear? Please go listen to Biggie guarantee with George, myself, and our friend Chris. I talked I and like, you get like an extra three minutes <laughs> of, of, <laughs> of, of discussion about that, maybe. So uh, I just don't feel like repeating myself. Honestly, I hate to be a dick, but um, we'll talk about we'll, we'll recap Loki at the end. Um, and I don't really think anything else. George, was there any other announcements that have come out in the past week? Do you remember the, anything? Um, we got the Titan season three trailer. Yes, that looked good. I'm gonna have yes, to and that, and that what? We've got about three weeks before that season three starts? Just about. So I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna have to start season uh, I'm probably gonna end up moving at the end of the week. Uh I'll start season one at some point. Maybe I'll I'll figure it out. But I definitely am gonna binge it because I do want to watch season three when it comes out. So um because the trailer did look really good and I've heard good things about season one, uh, you've said season two is, is hit and miss, but it's not awful. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to that. And same thing I'll with turn- Doom Patrol. Doesn't Doom Patrol come out in like a month?
1: Something like that too, yeah. 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 Um, I will say this about season two of Titans. Mm-hmm. It's not great, but it is better than most of the later seasons of the Flash and Arrow.
0: It's not so- hard.
1: I mean, it's not hard. It's not hardly better than that, but it's it's uh, my my frame of reference that I'm using.
0: Yeah, I'm still surprised that. I mean, maybe with the new merger coming through, maybe they'll get a reborn Swamp Thing show. Um, I'm really surprised that like that. It wasn't like that show got canceled for bad ratings, like it was such a re- retarded thing for it to cancel. I'm surprised they haven't figured out a way to bring that back.
1: Who knows? We'll see after the merger, but
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not having to
1: push for it to come back.
0: Yeah. I know. I know JJ Abrams is kind of sticking his hands and everything with justice league dark. So I'm not too, I'm not too uh, optimistic about a return of the swamp thing show. We had just 19. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not too optimistic about it. So I guess we'll see. Um. Overall, I don't think there was really anything else.
1: Nothing really newsworthy. I mean, we'll do Loki at the end, and
0: no, you'll get, I mean... no you know, that, I, that was that was it for Black Widow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, it's just nothing really to say. That's how forgettable it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall anything else. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Anybody uh anybody out there in uh audience land get tickets near Comic Con? I did. Um This is my Mecca for conventions. So I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. If you wanna wanna meet up all I don't know, two of you no, <laughs> but uh if you want to meet up, don't let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm there i'm not there for you i'm there for the convention um but uh but i know george you've been to you went to 17 and 18 and you know i I went um the past three years before obviously covid year and it's, it's my favorite convention and i spilled the, i spilled my heart out last year you know about my, my being depressed that i couldn't go last year because of covid and stuff like that so looking forward to this year we got a couple conventions coming up in august too or no, uh, we got one in August and then uh, one in September. We have like every month, there's there's at least one convention. Is there two in we August?
1: Got two. We got two, yeah, we got Monster Mania. And then the week after, you're going to Awesome Con.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant like that we we, we were going two together.
1: Oh, yeah. So, then we only have yeah.
0: one in so, But we yeah. have like, there's at least like, yeah, like I'm going to Awesome Con in New York by myself, which is fine. I, I like doing things by myself. If friends can come, that's great. But like, it doesn't. I don't get broken up about it, but like we have Monster Mania next month. September is Another potentially Monster Mania. Monster Mania in Maryland, which I believe we're talking about going to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I believe there is NJ Horrorcon in October.
1: We have NJ Horrorcon, and then there's the Pennsylvania Monster Mania. Yes,
0: yes, that's right. Plan. Yeah, so, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have good guest list and we'll want to go. I know Robert England's going to be the one in Maryland, if anybody wants to, you know, check that out. I know we're, gonna, we're really thinking about going to that one, So because I have yet to meet Robert England. That's the only one he's going to this year. So And, you know, crazy things happen. You know, he's getting up there in age, and, you know, I didn't get a chance to meet Wes Craven. So, you know, would hate to lose the opportunity of missing out on a horror icon. Like, it, arguably the horror icon, if you really think about it you're absolutely right so i mean obviously opinions differ but i mean you'd be hard pressed to find other characters in the horror genre more iconic than freddy krueger yeah i mean you know, so
1: obviously jason and michael myers and all that but rob i mean one it's been robert england from yeah you know from nightmare elm street one to freddy versus jason so yeah
0: you know, yeah, almost.
1: So. Uh, you know, for, so for like 19 years, he played one. You know, the one character. So. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So, uh, with that being said, let's uh let's get into our review of this yep. classic movie. One of my all time favorite films. It's definitely in my top 10. I've loved this movie from the day I saw it. George, when did you first see Escape from New York?
1: I didn't see this until I was in my 20s. Really? Yeah. Um, I I I think it was uh, it was before I got the apartment. It was before I had the apartment by myself with a guy. Wow, the wow! And
0: you were that you were that old.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I was aware of the movie. And I knew of Snake Plissken because I had, I hadn't seen. I mean, I think I saw like bits and pieces of Escape from LA at that point, but bef- mm. before I saw Escape from New York. Mm. But once I saw it, I was just like, I was like, how have I gone without seeing this movie for so long?
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, man. Uh, so, so escape from LA came out in 96, 95, 96, one of those two years,
1: um,
0: 96. So I'm almost, I can't remember if I saw escape from LA first or if I actually did, I probably saw this one first and I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I talk about Halloween and the thing a lot. Uh, in the horror realm, but this is my favorite John Carpenter movie. Um, this And this is my favorite um, Kurt Russell role. So um, this movie is, it, this is up there for me uh, in terms of all-time movies. This is, this is one of my all-time favorites. I know I say that a lot, but this legit is in my top 10. Um, but so I, I've literally known about this movie, we'll say, we'll say 25 years you know, that puts us back to 96. So at least 25 years I've known about this movie. And, um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I think it's, like I said, I think it's, um, I don't think it's Carpenter's best. That that clearly still goes to Halloween. I believe I would say, but as, in terms of overall movies, this is my favorite Carpenter film. It's Car- this Halloween, the thing that's, that's, that's the order of my, my favorite Carpenter films, but, um,
1: I mean, it's a hell of a tenure. I mean, he's, he, yeah. he 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 has a hell of a tenure as director. So I mean, which is which out. is
0: crazy because a lot of his movies don't they weren't like well received yeah. or even made a ton of money when they first came out, and then People
1: don't know, It's because they don't understand Carpenter.
0: Yeah, and then uh, but he had he had such a great run from from Halloween to I would say Big Trouble in Little China. Mm, they. Let me look. Let me look at carpenters. Uh, they, they live was eighty seven, or or don't do anything at all. Computer, that's fine.
1: I think uh, I think they live was eighty eight.
0: So it, it was okay. Yeah, and then it then it kind of went. It got hit and miss with Memoirs of a Man was awful. Uh, I I do like In the Mouth of Madness. Um, Village of the Damned is not terrible, but it's not it's not very. It's not great. I like vampires uh, or Escape from LA would have been his next one, which I'm a fan of. Uh, I'm a fan of vampires. Ghost to Mars is like a guilty pleasure. Like it's a shit show, but it's just like mm-hmm. you sit down and go, this is ridiculous. It's one of those ridiculous movies you watch because yeah. it is fucking ridiculous. And then he did The Ward, which I believe that was okay. That was an actual movie. Yeah. So which I never saw. So and that's that's his last Same. as of right now. It's his last film. So. But uh that, that run from Halloween, the fog, escape from New York, the thing, Christine, uh Starman wasn't that good. Big Trouble in Little China, Prince of Darkness, They Live. I mean, that's a hell of a fucking run. You can even go back to Assault and Pre- Precinct thirteen if you want yeah, to was say, was say,
1: Would you count precinct thirteen with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's actually a missing film from his uh uh where is that? He did a TV movie that gets overlooked a lot. Um, starring Lauren Bacall.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, it's, yeah, it's not on here at all. Hmm, I'd have to look it up. But I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's very good actually. Came out after Halloween, I think it came out in '79. I think so. But uh, all right, let's um, let's get to this. Nope, that's yes, it is. Nope, that's John Carpenter still. All right. All right. Hold on a 2nd mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, we got uh, um, Escape from New York, which was kind of my choice to pick out because I thought we were I think like we were due for it, and I saw a post last week that said that we hit forty year, hit a forty year anniversary, and I was like, and, "And we're I back!" <laughs> and we're, oh, you're back. Sorry. I was filming the I was filming the dead air with the reasons of with the high with the hows and whys that we decided to escape from mm-hmm. uh, New York.
0: because we were escaping New York, and we thought of it. <laughs>
1: All
0: right, that's let's exactly, rock and roll.
1: That's exactly what it was.
0: So, released July tenth. 1981 on a budget of six million dollars and a box office of 25.2 million dollars. Directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter and uh, Michael Myers himself, Nick Castle, who is, who is uh, a good writer, in his own uh own rights. Mm-hmm. Produced by Larry Franco and Deborah Hill. Cinematography by Yup, you guessed it, Dean Gundy. Music by John Carpenter and Alan Howarth. Uh,
1: Which you also guessed it.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Work together all the time.
0: Yep. Um, Starring Kurt Russell, Lee Van Cleef, your favorite. My favorite. Ernest (laughs) Borgnine, Donald Pleasance, Isaac Hayes, Harry Dean Stanton, Adrian Barbeau, and her boobs.
1: And also everybody else who has ever worked with John Carpenter, Tom
0: Atkins, like the the, the King, Tom Atkins.
1: Yeah. Uh, Nancy Stevens. Like, he basically yeah. was like, hey, have you been in a John Carpenter movie? Well, be in this one too.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, and,
1: and Jamie Lee Curtis did the voiceover in the beginning. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, it's crazy. If you look at his, um, where's it at? His re- recurring collaborators, like Charles Cipher was in six of his movies. He was in <laughs> six of his first seven films. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, Peter Jason has the most, but that was like later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he has seven. And he was in he was in uh was Prince of Darkness, They Live, Body Bags, Into wow. the Mouth of Madness, Village of the Dam, Escape from L.A., and a Ghost of Mars. Um, <laughs> Kurt's been in four of his movies though. And then, oh, somebody's watching me. That was the TV movie that came out. It actually came out in '78. There it is, right there. Yeah, it was a made-for-television horror film, written, and directed by Carpenter. Um, it came out a month after uh, Halloween on us uh, NBC, I believe. That's what I was referring to earlier. Produced, uh, it was produced by Warner Brothers. It's probably up on uh, to see if it's up on HBO Max. but uh, I. I've seen it like once, and i I did enjoy it. I thought it was good. Oh, John Carpenter did the Elvis movie too.
1: Yeah, the one starring Kurt Russell.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always I forget that what he why. did that.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder where he got the idea to keep using Kurt Russell.
0: George Buck Flower has also been in seven of his movies as well, or six of his movies as well.
1: George Buck Flower also played the homeless guy in Back to the Future.
0: Yep, you guessed it. He made a career of playing off that character, pretty much.
1: Pretty much. Uh, somebody's watching me is not up on HBO Max.
0: Now which... would you just check?
1: Yeah, I just checked it right
0: now. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, I mean, it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. I'm gonna get because I'm working on getting all the Carpenter films anyway. So so George, uh, why don't you take it away since uh I read that part of Ooh, this is a big, big lot of reading for you. Yeah, it's not even gonna... that long of a fucking movie. It's not. This <laughs> will take me longer to read this than it was to watch the damn movie. Yeah, seriously. The the movie is literally an hour and 39 minutes, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But like Jesus, this is so much this is the whole movie, literally the whole movie. Right. Here. Yeah, I'm basically I'm going to just combine the first
1: two paragraphs. Yeah, because they're small, yeah. There's no reason for me to break that up. There's nothing mm-hmm. to break up. Yeah. When when the first part's talked about that's what Jamie Lee Curtis says.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> In dystopian 1988, amidst total war against China and the Soviet Union, the United States government has turned Manhattan into a giant maximum security prison to deal with a 400% increase in crime. A 50-foot wall surrounds the island, bridges have been mined, and rivers patrolled by helicopters, and all prisoners sentenced to life terms. In 1997, while flying the President of the United States to a peace summit in Hartford, Connecticut, Air Force One is hijacked by a guerrilla fighter of the National Liberation Front, named in reference to the Viet Cong. The president is given a tracking bracelet and is handcuffed to his briefcase before being escorted to an escape pod. The aircraft crashes, but the pod survives. So the movie opens up. We, we get like a, a, a little bit of text to read first, which is read to us by Jamie by Jamie Lee Curtis. Uncredited. Mm-hmm. But I know Jamie Lee's voice when I hear it. Uh, yeah. Excuse that burp I just did. I couldn't, kind of, I couldn't stop that. It was mid, mid-speak.
0: Sorry. Right. Right.
1: And they kind of show how, you know, they have like a computer image on the screen of how Manhattan has been walled off and, you know, bridges and waterways have all been mined and the rivers are are, are patrolled by helicopters to make sure no one gets off of the island because they're criminals. And you know, criminals just running around all willy-nilly. Um, to which I told you, I, I was texting when I was watching it. It, it seems like they got the idea from Arkham of Arkham City from this movie,
0: yeah. Because
1: it's the exact—it's—it's it's almost the exact same premise for Arkham City. Like it's—they mm-hmm. just took instead of—I uh, mean, they basically took, took a section of New York and walled it off. Like they took a section of Gotham and walled it off, and then yep. you know, um, there are guards on the walls, and the the, the waterways and uh, sewage were mined and walled off so that way. No one can leave Arkham City, much like how no one can leave New York uh, Manhattan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I say I, I have to say Manhattan because there's five fucking boroughs in New York, so mm-hmm. all of New York wasn't off Should, should, have should be. You got it. Mm-hmm. And then you know we cut to, I mean, we we get these little clips like we get Snake being taken to, you know, we get you know he was cap, he was arrested, and they show him kind of walking off, and they just cart him off somewhere and you know leave leave Van Cleef looking like he's seventy even though he was only like fifty four when he did this. Yeah, like he wasn't very old when he when he did this movie. So I mean, he just looked ancient because that's just how people looked in the '80s, like like Scott Glenn, who has just been old for 40 years. Um, then we yeah. see the. <laughs> then we see the. We hear that there's a you know a distress call on Air Force One, and it shows a, a woman stewardess who is who's part of this guerrilla. This guerrilla uh, terrorist organization, and she's played by Nancy Stevens, who is Marion Chambers in Halloween.
0: Mm-hmm. So she, quite, went from, uh,
1: she went from helping Doctor Loomis to essentially trying to kill him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that bitch. I'm gonna send you and Chris something in the group right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a wrestling thing. It's about Money and Bank tonight. Oh, we lost George. We lost George. So George's back.
1: I'm back. I'm back. I'm yeah. back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. So the president is in, uh, stuffed into an escape pod, which basically just looks like a giant egg, and yeah. it ejected as the plane crash. You don't. We don't see the plane crash because you can see mm. that's where they, you you don't need to see the accident to know what happened.
0: No, like, uh, the his ex, his escape hatch looks very similar to Doctor Evil's.
1: Yes, yes, it does. Mm. Um, being that we are in the time that we are now, and mm. the events that have transpired in between that movie and today, when the plane was flying into New York, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Got it? Got awful close to a couple buildings.
0: Yes, it did. Yes, it did.
1: Awful, awful, awful close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it didn't. Oh, that set looks good.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to see they differentiated between that set and SmackDown. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. I've always been somebody who thinks they should just make the big four have special sets. Not every paper readings have a special set anymore. So.
1: Anyway, yep. you'll have to excuse me as I was checking that. For some reason, it uh, it, it, it closed out of what uh, my readings. Mm. Have to have to excuse me with this bullshit that I'm dealing with.
0: What's your professional? I am professional. <sighs> professional yes,
1: are. Ooh. Ooh. Police are dispatched to rescue the president. Romero, the right hand man of the Duke of New York, the overall crime boss. Warns that the president has been captured and will be killed if any further rescue attempts are made. Meanwhile, former Special Forces soldier Snake Plissken is about to be sent into Manhattan after being convicted of robbery in the Federal Reserve. Police Commissioner Bob Hawke offers to deal with Snake. If he rescues the president in time for the summit, Hawke will arrange for a full presidential pardon. To keep Snake from going rogue, Hawke has him injected with micro explosives that will sever his carotid arteries in 22 hours. If Snake is successful, Hawk will neutralize the explosives. Now that sounds like Suicide Squad.
0: <laughs> Maybe uh, some sort of Suicide Squad.
1: Basically. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm watching it. Because i watched it again. I'm like, God damn it! That's another one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm wonder if that's where they got the idea from.
1: Oh, I had to. I mean, I don't. I didn't read the uh, early incarnations of uh, Suicide Squad comics, so I have no idea.
0: Neither have I. I. will be honest with you. I. I didn't become a fan of Suicide Squad until the. Until the first movie, the mm-hmm. David Ayer film, which which we both enjoy, uh, It's theatrical and extended cut. Um, and um, I haven't really read Suicide Squad comics until the the current run that they started back in March with Peacekeeper as the, uh, or a Peacemaker as the. Uh, like the. Leader of the team. So, um, but I've always, you always know, knew about the, you know, the gist of the Suicide Squad, you know, yeah, with the, with the, the bomb in their neck and stuff like that. So I wonder if that's where they got the idea from.
1: Maybe. I mean, this, uh, obviously, this movie has a lot of influence across.
0: Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Across numerous facets of pop culture, not just. Sure. But um, I do enjoy that sit down with Hawk and Snake. Yeah, it's where, good. You know, He's just. He's like, oh, you know, I've heard all about you, and you know, obviously Hawk was also in the army as well, and they're trying to use Snake because he flew that uh, that little gull wing, I think they called it. Mm. Yeah, you know, but then he went to Canada instead of going where he was supposed to go, so he was essentially a deserter, I yes. guess in a what But you know, he needs to fly it in, and it's 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 a it's a classic uh like Carpenter quick banter, like back mm-hmm. and forth. Yeah. Where he's telling him, where he's, you know, Hawk is explaining this to him, and he like, said, "What do you think?" It's like, "I think you should get a new president." Yeah, you know, just, that, just that really quick back and forth. It's like, are you gonna? It's like, oh, are you gonna do it? I'm thinking about it. We'll think quicker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, these fucking squeakers. Um, and I love. I, the, the, there's something about Snake Plissken where he just looks, I
0: mean, he, he's, he looks... He's a badass.
1: He looks at the coolest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. I, eye patch and all.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And I, love that they really, uh...
0: him,
1: I love that they let him smoke uh, while he was talking to Hawk. It's like, they let this man have cigarettes.
0: It, it was the 80s. Everybody smoked. Literally everybody smoked. Cats, kids, <laughs> adults, everybody.
1: Spuds McKenzie.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really thinking... I've been eyeing up for a while. I'm really thinking about pulling the trigger on the Snake Plissken Sideshow Collectible. I mean, it's double the, it's double in price what it was when it was new a few years ago, but, I mean, it's at an obtainable price right now. So, and it's one of my all-time favorite characters, so I'm thinking about...
1: It. I think you should. I 100% yeah. think you
0: should. Actually, I mean, you know... Literally- uh,
1: I, I mean, you love the character and you love the movie. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't pull the trigger on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Aside Divergent, it just popped into my head. Um, I'm looking forward to potential hot toys of Indiana Jones from Indiana Jones 5 and some re-releases. Because you know they're going to come when this movie starts gearing up. And I missed out on all the original Indiana Jones hot toys and sideshow collectibles, so yes. need to say, I'm gonna spend a lot of. My- well, I really just want the one from Raiders, and then if the new movie's good, I'd get that one. I don't need oh. to have uh, I don't need to have an indie from every movie. So yeah. um, Raiders is because my favorite, and then if he looks good in the new one, I- I'll get it from the new one too. Of
1: course, of course, of course, mm-hmm. of, course. of course. The um...
0: but I say that now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The um, one thing I uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Look at the uh, critters over here, damn damn wild. Mm -hmm. Um, when after the president's... and they know they go in to get, and they go in to get him out, you know, Hawk, and then you know some other guys go to get, and then Romero just kind of casually walks up with his hair all fucking all over the place, and he's like, he just he gives them the finger that they cut off of the president. It's like, Mm -hmm. you try to come back in, and we're gonna kill him. They're like, all right. Why not just shoot Romero right there? Yeah, <laughs> just kill kill You just you just shoot him right in the fucking head. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably end up killing the president, and they realize Romero didn't come back. Yeah. But, hey, they're all criminals. He could have went into business for himself and just you know, up and up and walked off. It's
0: true. But, yeah, whatever.
1: Let me uh, let me get into let me get into this here. Using a stealth glider to land atop the World Trade Center, (laughs) Snake follows the tracking bracelet to a vaudeville theater, only to find it on the wrist of a deluded old man, who is George Buckflower. Mm -hmm. Convinced the president is dead, Snake Radio's Hawk was told he will be shot down if he returns without the president. Snake meets Cabby, who drives an armored taxi that takes Snake to Harold Brain Hellman, an advisor to the Duke and former associate of Snake. Brain, a brilliant engineer, has established an oil well in a small refinery fueling the city's remaining cars and tells Snake that Duke plans to lead a mass escape across the Queensboro Bridge by using the president as a human shield and following a landmine map that Brain has drawn up. Snake forces Brain and his girlfriend Maggie to lead him to the Duke's hideout at Grand Central Terminal. Snake finds the president but is captured. So when he lands atop the World Trade Center, you know he you know, maneuvers his way down, and mm-hmm. um, you know eventually runs into uh, Ernest Borgnine, who plays Cabbie. He's a very likable character, Cabbie. I don't know why he's in a... Can only really imagine what kind of crimes he had done to to be in New York? Because they don't mention
0: anything. Uh, probably something to do with the Molotov cocktail.
1: Probably. Or he was like, "Hey, I live here and I'm not moving." And they're like, "Ah, f- fucking fine." <laughs> but then, uh, the fucking Vaudeville theater where, where like they do that, like that weird song and dance about like being stuck in New York. Apparently, that was also written by Nick Castle. Like that whole like song and dance thing—that <laughs> like, like, that was written by Nick Castle. That's great. Yeah, I mean. But, Looking back on it, I'm like a fucking course. like, like such a fucking joker. Yeah, but it works. and mean, he, he sees uh, the old guy with the tracker, and he's like, "I'm the president." And he's like, uh snake's like, yeah, fucking whatever, dude." Just leaves. But
0: excuse me, I had, is... of, uh, I had to get
1: a sip of had to get sip of some tea. Ooh,
0: my back is yeah. still sore. It's hard to move.
1: Like you can tell, Hawk does not really fully trust Snake
0: no because he's like well, and, you, know, and you really shouldn't
1: yeah i mean and, i and
0: snake doesn't trust anybody
1: no he's like stone cold steve Austin. don't trust anybody yeah dta the um
0: DTA. he's like DTA. oh you
1: know he, he, he he's he, he's a guy he, he's dead you know i'm just gonna leave it's like well you better come out with the president anyway it's like so it's so a way so if the president was dead was he's gonna come out he's like oh here's this dead body hawk um so pardon?
0: <laughs> yeah, you just wanted them. You didn't say they'd be alive.
1: Yeah. But then you know he meets you know he meet, he meets Cabbie, and he's like, you know, I'm trying to find a president. He's like, oh, I know a guy who might know the president. His name is Brain. I'll take you to him. And he's inside the, uh, um, I guess the the New York Public Library. I guess mm-hmm. is his uh, is his hideaway or his. I don't want to say his his hide his hideout.
0: Yeah. we lost George George's audio dropped out again. So I'm going to, I'm going to pantomime for a few minutes. Um, so we're talking about, um, you know, being in his hideout. George, George back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I mean, it's all right. This is getting fucking unreal.
0: George, um, George's audio is back, but he himself is frozen.
1: That's fine. You don't need to see me doing anything.
0: That's right. true. That's true. The audio. Oh, wait, wait, your hand, you're moving now. I'm moving again. Yeah, you're good. Yeah.
1: I'm also sitting still, so it's really hard to tell if I'm moving or not. Anyway,
0: yeah, wouldn't well, your mouth wasn't moving, so
1: uh, into the mouth of Manus.
0: Yeah, as i was do saying. Do you, you, you uh, do you read Sutter King? Oh,
1: I'm in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> the um, as I was saying here, you know, they they also meet the very beautiful, gorgeous, very well endowed, and a sweetheart to boot, Adrian Barbeau,
0: mm-hmm. Catwoman yeah. herself.
1: We met her earlier this year, and she just—I like it's. We met Tom it's, Atkins it's, too. Yeah, king. Throw uh-huh. me, and he did.
0: We need and more Tom Atkins.
1: Maybe Jeff Bridges will make an appearance. I hope. <laughs> Only in Starman. You know, uh, Brain has worked with Snake before, and Snake didn't trust him then either because I think he. The, what he he like kind of like hung him out to dry on some mission or something like that yeah. and he's, he's like oh I should kill you right now but you know it's like oh I'll take you it's like oh no 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 snake I'll take you I'll I'll take you to the to the press I'll take you I'll take you to Duke you know they don't want to do it because you know he's the Duke in New York he's
0: oh. he's the
1: guy running the fucking show but you know as things do and then they go to Grand Central Terminal which of course of course that's where the fucking hideout is it's New York, the 80s. The biggest spot to go is going to be Grand Central Terminal, Grand Central Station. If you will. Um, but before I go on to that,
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: one thing I want to mention to you, and I love it. And every time I...
0: Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we've lost George for a third time in this recording. Uh, in case you don't know, we do, we do a lot of these over Zoom now. Um, so... We, uh, you should see his frozen picture on the screen. His hands are just up in the air, like he was shot. But I'm, uh, I'm still George's background. You know, you froze.
1: It's weird because my screen didn't even show that I froze.
0: Yeah, you froze.
1: Well, yeah. This, as I said, it's it, it's it's getting borderline insane at this point. Mm. i are not even halfway through this fucking movie. But anyway, as I was saying, it always cracks me up when I see it is the Duke's car because he has actual chandeliers mounted. Yeah instead of headlights
0: yeah no i like his love, car too love it absolutely ridiculous
1: but it fits but but if it, it fits the character yeah so sure I, so i i can't i can't even say anything <coughs> about it. while snake is forced to fight in a death match against slag brain and maggie kill romero and flee with the president snake kills slag and finds brain maggie and the president atop the world trade center trying to escape in the glider After a band of inmates pushed it off the building, destroying it, the group returns to street level and encounters Cabby, who offers to take them across the bridge. Cabby reveals that he bartered with Romero for the contents of the briefcase, a cassette which contains information about nuclear fusion intended to be an internal, I'm sorry, excuse me, international peace offering. The president demands the tape, but Snake claims it. So Slag is played by um, former wrestler Ox Baker, too. I was
0: trying to remember who that was
1: I actually had the opportunity to meet him About 15 years ago he Did was, you? Uh, yeah, it was, it was back when the armory in, in uh, New York Was, not New York, the armory in Mount Holly
0: mm.
1: uh, Was doing wrestling shows And Ox Baker was one of the, like, the future guests And you, know, you can go in the ring and have your picture taken with him And I felt bad because Nobody got in the ring to get a picture with this guy Really, you know, he's, he's standing in the ring with, I guess, like his uh, his manager or whatever. Mm-hmm. And nobody like got in the ring to get a picture with him.
0: Wow, and, that's a shame.
1: And I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know who he was because at this time I had not seen the movie and I had never heard of Ox Baker,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: part of the reason why people didn't want to get in the ring. Because I mean, I, obviously, I didn't either, but probably had I seen this movie beforehand, I would have gotten, I would have had a picture with him. Yeah. I mean, I got a picture with Doink the Clown. I think at that same show. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really no better. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where that picture is, but it was a uh,
0: probably in the garbage. That's,
1: that's probably accurate. Um, so, which is actually, I mean, I, I thought that fight was longer than what it was.
0: Uh, yeah, I kind of did too. I, it had been a, few, it had been a few months since I seen this movie. I watched it about my, around my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, uh, I I hadn't remembered. Yeah, I
1: definitely thought the fight was a lot longer than what it was. Because hmm. the um, the, like the the one thing I'm sitting there watching it, and then it cuts to like Brain and Maggie convincing Romero's like, oh, the dude, the Duke, told us to see the president, and then he gets stabbed. Yeah. And I definitely thought the fight was longer. And then hmm. the very next time you see, as soon as it cuts back, he hits him in the stomach with the with the bat with the nails, and then in the back of the head. So. Yeah. And then people were cheering Snake for doing it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I guess they hate that, I guess like, they hate Snake, that guy.
1: Snake. Yeah. Like, oh, we just booed him. Now we're going to like him. It's the greatest double turn I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> of all time. Better than Rock and Hogan.
1: I don't even think Rock Hogan's better. Is the, is the best double turn. The best double turn is Austin and Bret Hart from us, May 13.
0: Mm, that is a good, yeah, that's a good one.
1: Because it really wasn't much of a double turn. It really wasn't much of a turn because Because The Rock didn't turn heel for another year. Yeah.
0: So that's true.
1: Like he was, like he didn't become Hollywood rock until late February of the next year.
0: Yeah. until he came back.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, So yeah, they get back to the World Trade Center. They push the glove. But then Duke shows up with his gang because they disabled Brain's car
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because, you know, for, for obvious reasons. But then, uh, Snake shoots the thing that uh, is by Duke that has, a, and then like steam or smoke comes out. So they end up getting away. Then it just kind of happen like, upon Cabby by chance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they drive across the bridge. And you know, cabby trade his hat for the uh, the tape. But he's also playing like that bandstand music as well, which is everything I expect Ernest Borgnine to be playing. Yeah,
0: there. absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where else I know Ernest Borgnine from.
1: Um, from McHale's Navy. Okay. I mean, on the TV show, he was McHale.
0: That's not where and I know then, him from, though.
1: Oh. Um, do you know him for that episode of The Simpsons where they were doing the father-son championship, but the one kid's father couldn't show up, so they gave him Ernest Borgnine instead? Uh, <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> probably. That sounds about right.
1: He's done a bunch of shit. I'm sure he, there's something random that's gonna pop and like, "Oh, this episode of Murder She Wrote or something." Yeah, probably. Or Matlock. Matlock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got the—he's stuck on the the curtain. Yeah, cause he's a, he's a dingus. The Duke pursues them onto the bridge in his customized Cadillac, sending off mines as he tries to catch up. Brain guides Snake, but. They hit a mine and Cabby is killed. As they continue on foot, Brain is killed by another mine. Maggie refuses to leave him shooting at Duke's car until she is run down. Snake and the president reach the containment wall and the guards hoist the president up. The Duke opens fire, killing the guards before snake subdues him. He attempts to shoot snake, but as he, as he's being lifted up by the rope, but the president opens fire on Duke with the dead guards, assault rifle, violently killing him. Before the president finishes lifting Snake, Hawk's doctor saves Snake's life with just seconds to spare. You all right?
0: And my, my back's just really dissolved oh,
1: You're making a face. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the one thing, I mean, I, I was a little sad that Cabby died because he didn't do anything. I don't think he did anything to deserve it. Airwolf. Airwolf, that's right. Ah. Jan Michael Vinson and Ernest Borgnine That mm-hmm. show that, that show was on for too long
0: uh, About two seasons
1: Too too, too long mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was about four episodes too long um,
0: He was also the lion In the Alice in Wonderland Made for television film That <sighs> also starred Carol Channing I knew it as turning into better.
1: It always comes back to Carol Channing, doesn't
0: it? I'm a you one, young man.
1: Come here, young man. I'm going to bop you one.
0: God, oh, he you? was also Admiral Quentin McHale Sr. in, in McHale's Navy with uh, um. Uh,
1: Tom Arnold.
0: Uh yeah, Tom Arnold and uh Kelsey Grammer. No, Kelsey Grammer was not was in Michael's down, Navy. Yeah, was, he was yeah, down, down periscope. periscope. But I told you
1: Michael's Navy and you said that's not it.
0: But yeah, <laughs> not I, I don't remember. I've never seen the original.
1: Yeah, but I I meant the movie. I didn't mean the original show. Oh.
0: <laughs> 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 because Tim Curry
1: was in the movie too. Yeah. Oh, yeah great movies great movies Mm -hmm. um and so so brain has this fucking map to get across the bridge but yet he walks clear onto a mine and gets blown up yeah uh uh, all right maybe read your map (sighs) or or something along those lines and um maggie's just so torn up so she just starts firing at a fire at duke's cadillac and then he Mm -hmm. just fucking runs her over Yep. So the initial in the initial cut of the movie, mm-hmm. they don't show Maggie after she's run over with the car. Uh, when they did a test screening.
0: Oh, George went silent again. Yeah, we lost George again. So he was talking about the Maggie being run over by the car in the original test screening. And um and uh he uh he he's dropping out a lot. My he's, bad yeah. they are towards yeah, the back because I'm
1: pretty sure there's fourteen different things hooked up to the fucking internet right now. So I'm like I'm getting I'm I'm getting shunted about. Oh, well. um, as so I was well. as I was saying. Yeah. As I was saying, um during the initial cut, they don't show Adrian Marbeau's body after she got hit. Mm. There was a teenager in the audience who Asked Carpenter what happened to Maggie, so it forced him to kind of, so kind of, so it just, so so you went back and threw in a shot of her laying there with the blood and all that, and apparently that teenager was a young J.J. Abrams. Really? I there was an article that I it was the article that I sent you guys on Adrian Barbeau, where they had where they talked to her and she said that that's that's what that was. <laughs> So J.J. Abrams is the reason why they show Maggie's bloody body after she got
0: hit by Duke's car. It's funny because he's the guy who doesn't explain anything in any of his movies. This is why I found that article a little hard to believe, but apparently that's what it was. It's
1: like this is a, this is a man who's a master of the mystery box, and you're gonna and you're gonna yeah. tell me that? No, nah, <coughs> nah, 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 sir. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Um. And I love when the president kills duke because he just screams at him he's like ah you're a number one you're the duke in new york and then he just keeps right. shooting him
0: yeah that's like a
1: they're like hey we needed to have a part in this movie where dial pleasant's went crazy can you guys give us something like we could put a gun in his hand they're like all right yeah. let's see what happens and then uh they go from there Mm-hmm. As the president prepares him for a televised speech to the leaders at the summit meeting, he thanks Snake and tells him that he can have anything he wants. All Snake wants to know is how the president feels about the people who died saving him. The president offers only half-hearted regret and lip service for their sacrifice. Snake walks away disgusted. An impressed Hawk offers him a job as his deputy, but Snake just keeps walking. The president's live speech commences and he plays cassette tape. To his embarrassment, it only plays Cabby's favorite song, Bandstand Boogie. A snake walks away, he intentionally tears the magnetic tape out of the cassette roll, cassette reel, destroying the actual message that was intended to be delivered by the president. Finn.
0: <laughs>
1: so snake just pulling a you know, he just asked the president, you know, so you know, ask him how so you know a, a lot of people died, you know, in you know, in saving you, ensuring that you got here. Now I'm just curious how you feel about that. And these things like, oh well, you know. The country thanks them for their sacrifice. You know, kind of just like bullshit nonsense. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. He just walks away. Because if the president probably show more remorse, he probably would be like, oh, here's the tape. No, here's the real tape, not a bandstand boogie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Hawk is, you know, sitting there, you know, arms crossed, leaning lean up against a wall, you know, looking too cool for school.
0: No, it's Lee Van Cleef, what do you expect?
1: Yeah, I mean, he already is. Mm -hmm. Offers him a job, and he's just like, doesn't even answer, just fucking keeps walking away. It's like, nah. Just just keeps fucking strolling. Doing Kurt Russell shit. Lighting up a cigarette. And breaking a cassette tape.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Classic shit.
0: So, um, I'm reading here, um, about the casting of Snake Liston. And, um, Embassy Pictures, which was the financial backer of the film, uh, was pushing and preferred Charles Brosnan or Bronson, sorry, or Tommy Lee Jones to play Snake Plissken. Uh, hey,
1: Charles Bronson, Snake Plissken.
0: Hey, <laughs> Uh But yeah. Carpenter's choice was Kurt Russell, <laughs> who Don't was me. trying to overcome the lightweight screen image conveyed by his roles of several Disney comedies. Well, Mm-hmm.
1: it worked <laughs>
0: Car- Carpenter refused to cast Bronson on the grounds that he was he was too old and because he was worried that he could lose direct control over the picture with an experienced actor at the time Russell described his character as a mercenary and his style of fighting is a comb- combination of Bruce Lee the exterminator and Darth Vader with Clint Eastwood's vocalness who's the exterminator I've okay. never ever ever Heard of this movie <laughs> So um, It made 35 million dollars In the box office. It had to be a hit I have never Ever Heard of this movie I am going to Research this When we get off the air um, Please do to... <laughs> Yeah All that matters um, So could get Continuing real fast um, yeah. All that matters to Snake According to the actor Is the next 60 seconds Living for exactly What the next minute Is all there is Russell used a rigorous diet and exercise burger to develop a lean muscular build. He also endeavored to uh, and stay in character in between takes throughout the shooting as he welcomed the opportunity to get away from the Disney comedies he had done previously. He did find it necessary to remove the eye patch between takes as wearing it constantly severely affected his depth perception.
1: So somebody needs to tell Kurt that the movie's been out for 40 years and he doesn't need to keep acting like Snake Plissken anymore.
0: Yeah. Because
1: nobody got that memo, and he, he he never got that memo, so he just kept doing it. But hey, yeah. you know it, it worked, and it worked mm-hmm. in spades for him too.
0: Yeah, because here's here's Helped basically
1: a star.
0: Yeah, because here's basically his movies. Oh, sorry. Prior to this, leading up to this, uh, so we're gonna start from the the movies right before this, and going back to this first one. Used Cars, The Captive 2. Uh, There's two different movies. The Deadly Tower, The Strongest Man in the World, Super Dad, Charlie and the Angels, Now You See Him, Now You Don't, Fool's Parade, The Barefoot Executive, uh, The Computer War Tennis Shoes.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember the remake with Kirk Cameron.
0: Yeah. Guns in the Feather, The Horse of the Greyflower Shirt, the one and only genuine original family band. Mosby's Marauders, Follow Me, Boys, Guns of Diablo. It happened at the World's Fair, which he had, which was his first role. was uncredited. With. But what was the movie? I, I can't remember the movie he did with Elvis.
1: It was. It happened at the World's Fair, was it not?
0: Yeah, that was the one he kicked Elvis in the shin.
1: Yeah, because yeah, that was his uh, his debut role, and yeah. then Walt Disney died while writing Kurt Russell's name on a post it. Kurt Russell.
0: Dying, dying words.
1: His dying words were Kurt Russell, and they dropped a snow globe. Of his, I
0: I also always forget that he voices Copper in the Fox and the Hound. Either George is shocked or he's lost. I've I've lost him again, so I'm going to continue reading. So, yeah, he did the Fox and the Hound right after Escape from New York uh voice copper which he then led into the thing so george's back i think
1: i'm back yep
0: yeah did you hear me when i said he voiced copper
1: yes i did hear that because i was agreeing with you and all of a sudden my connection was unstable even though i'm literally one foot away from the fucking router but my connection is unstable
0: yeah i'm I'm in the base i'm in the basement away from the router
1: well, apparently, uh, a couple months ago, on a like we were late or something on a cable payment, which I, that seemed a little un, unreal. I think Xfinity is just trying to be Xfinity,
0: mm.
1: and they're like, "Oh, because you were late, we dropped your bandwidth down." It's like, but you're charging me more. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like. There was no way we were late. It's just Xfinity being Xfinity. Because they have a stranglehold in this area because they're
0: It sounds a lot like uh my my serious bill. I make the payment and then the next day they're like, Your payment is late. It's like, what payment? (laughs) You're getting like ninety bucks a month from me because your system's fucked up.
1: Yeah. Fucking I'm 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 really tired of Xfinity, but yeah. At this point. I, it, it's they're the worst, but they're also the best when it comes to like bandwidth. So I really can't even
0: yeah. so opt-
1: have that go out every time it rains.
0: Yeah. So so. My, so my question to you is: All right, so we had it escape from L.A. in '96, which is 15 years later, right? I there's always rumors going around that they're going to remake this movie. Now I think that's wrong. I agree. I, I would much rather see them do, if they wanted to continue the Snake Plissken character, I mean, granted, I I think Kurt Russell should play him again. It's not like Kurt Russell is in a wheelchair. He's only like 68, I think, and he, look, he's, he's, he looks great for his age. He really does. When he's not looking like somebody that walked out of the, the fucking Wild West.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: uh, So he's 70. He just turned 70. Yeah. Okay, so if they were to continue the Snake Plissken character and it wasn't going to be Kurt Russell, why not do it in a way that Mad Max: Fury Road did it, and cast a new actor, but in the same continuity as the original two movies? Hmm. Just get, just get Tom Hardy. <laughs>
1: here's yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. Uh, if you if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, would you want to see somebody else Playing Snake Pluskin?
0: No but I'm saying if I had A choice between a remake And a continuation with a new Actor with maybe Kurt Russell involved with the film you know maybe uh, Something like that you know Maybe Carpenter's on for like the Score again or something kind of like they're doing with Halloween But to do with this mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd be okay with that I would much rather Be a continuation with a new actor um, than a just a remake, and it'd be a shitty remake, and then that's the end of it. You know what I mean? But I would prefer, you know, as as a fan, I would prefer to have Old Man Snake Plissken. Uh, that would be my number one choice. My second choice would be the scenario I just I just told everybody would be the, you know, a a new cat, a new actor, but a continuation of post Escape from L.A. or do a story that takes place between New York and LA, you know, get a guy in his like mid thirties to tell that's to tell a story that takes place between those two movies. Again, you have, you have Kurt Russell, you know, producing, you know, cause he produced uh, and co-wrote Escape from LA. So you have him involved, you have Carpenter involved, you know, you have, you know, much like they said, like much like they're doing with the new Halloween trilogy, you have the old band back together kind of involved with the film not necessarily with the original, you know, obviously, don't you know, the original Michael Myers is not in the movie, um, even though Nick does where he, you know, in in 2018 and then the new one, he does don the mask in one scene. So in, in 18, it was him when she, she remember in, when he's look, he's in the house and he's looking across the mirror and she looks up from the street mm-hmm. and sees him in the mirror. That's Nick Castle. Okay, it, yeah, so and I don't. He's he, he he wears the mask and jumpsuit again for one scene in the new movie coming out in a, in October. So I would much, you know, if I had to choose, clearly, I, I don't want a remake continuation, yes, a remake, no,
1: yeah. Um, also, the girl that's in Chuck Full of Nuts is Kurt Russell's first wife,
0: is it? Patty or I Lamar? guess
1: you can say, I guess you can say only wife because he's not married to Goldie. You
0: didn't hear what I said there. No, would you say? Yeah, I was like, "Oh, really, Patty LaBelle.
1: But Patty LaBelle
0: Yeah, Patty LaBelle bakes. I <laughs> a
1: "Chock full of nuts," and you go to and you go to fucking Patty LaBelle.
0: Yeah. Oh, season uh, uh, Hubley.
1: Season Hubley, who is the she, brother, who is the sister to Whip Hubley from Top Gun, and no one. She was her. in this too. Yes, she was. That's why she, she was a yeah. girl chock full yeah. of nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. I, for some uh, reason, thought you were talking about. Uh, something else. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you mean like the other day when we were we were hanging out at Chock Full Nuts and some random girl walked in. Yeah, it's a because that never happened. Uh, uh, all right, out of ten,
0: it's a ten. It's 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 one of my favorite all time favorite movies. I don't think there's a single flaw with this film.
1: I'll agree to that. I mean, I think it's a ten. I think it's flawless. Um, it's, it, it it's 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 a Carpenter mainstay. It's a fantastic movie from top to bottom, sideways. Uh, Do you have a favorite scene? Did I freeze or are you thinking?
0: (laughs) No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, Man. Excuse me.
1: Oh, Jesus. Um, Anyway,
0: sorry. Go ahead.
1: For me, it's a it's a it's a toss up between his uh, little sit down with Hawk in the beginning of the movie, mm. or it's uh, everything on the bridge at the end of the movie. The bridge is great.
0: Um, I've always been a fan of the fight scene with him and uh, Ox uh, Baker. That's a good scene too. Yeah, I've I've always just been a fan of it because you get to see the you know the snake tattoo on his chest, and it's I don't know I I I, when I call it my favorite though. I. I don't I don't know. How did how did that happen? Okay, we'll talk about it all fair. Uh, um
1: You know he wears the eye patch over the same eye in Captain Ron.
0: Content, that's continuity, my friend. <laughs> so you're
1: saying Captain Ron is snake fluskin?
0: I'm not saying he's so, not.
1: Captain Ron is what happens in between escape from uh, escape from there the it and is. escape from...
0: <laughs> There it is, there it is. Um yeah, I think ah, that fight's so good. I don't know stuff. I also like just the, the moments of him being fucking cool in the movie too. Like when at the end, when Lee Van Cleef is like, "I got a job for you," and he's just like, you know, he just walks off and he puts a cigarette back in his mouth that wasn't lit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then because uh, he just thrown a cigarette at the president, and mm-hmm. uh, and then he just pulls the tape out. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just him just being fucking cool is, is the best part of the movie to me. You know, he doesn't even have yeah. to be a badass, but I do like when he's just like fucking running, you know, he's running away from all those guys in that, uh, diner, the old, that old diner. And he's just lighting them the fuck up with that machine gun. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. So it's the whole movie is my favorite scene. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I dare, I even ask, is there a least favorite scene for you?
1: There isn't one in the movie
0: the movie okay. is
1: an hour and a, the, the movie is is an hour and 39 minutes and it's all killer no filler.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um well there you have it everybody. Escape from New York, which I'm glad we got this out of, again. It's because it's one of my all-time favorites and you know then now down the road I mean, probably next year sometime we'll uh, we'll dabble in some escape from LA, which is the inverse of this. It's not a bad movie but it's not this movie. (laughs) It's not this. It's not this at all. Accurate. Yeah. So um, let's quickly move on to uh, Loki. So we can wrap up and we can move on with our evenings. Um, So we're going to, this is, this is Loki's Loki episodes four, five, and six. So George, we talked obviously as per usual, our, our new format for the shows, in case everybody is new, I doubt it, but you know, when there's a TV show we want to review and recently we've been watching the MCU shows. We typically have been doing um, the first half of the season and then the second half of the season. We didn't do it with Falcon when we soldier. Cause it was, we weren't like too impressed with it, but we did it with WandaVision and we did it with Loki. Cause we're both fans of Loki. Um, so George, what did you think of the second half of the you know, episodes four five and six? I
1: thought the second half of the season was better than the first half of the season.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Um,
0: Got a little more action in it
1: it got a little more action, uh, a little more story-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I mean, I really enjoyed everything that happened from episodes four right to the end, like the, those last yeah. three episodes. It kept me intrigued. It kept me on the edge of my seat. It kept me paying attention, to be perfectly honest with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, where you see it was, you know, with TV shows now, you sit there, you know, you get a little bored, you pull out your phone, you're scrolling through, you know, Facebook or whatever dick pics Chris is sending you this week, and you're... Yeah, yeah, and you have know, the you, you you lose a little track of what's going on, but mm-hmm. you don't care enough to go back and rewind it.
0: So, yeah, um, but, for me, I also agree. I think the second half of the season, and that doesn't mean the first half of the season was bad, um, but it picked up, and it was, um, it was really good. <coughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, who didn't love the multiple Lokis? You know, cl- uh, cl- yeah, classic Loki played by the great. Um, um, Richard e. Grant. Uh, Richard e. Grant, who was you know famous for Spice World, um, <laughs> he's done other I, things. I know, I know.
1: It's just, know. What, we, it's just what, what, what we say he's famous for.
0: I know, but he, was, uh,
1: but he, but that's not his first album in superhero movies because he was in Logan.
0: I always forget he was in Logan too. Yeah, I always do. And he was, you know, for Star Wars fans out there, he was in The Rise of Skywalker. One of the few good things that were in The Rise of Skywalker. George, you want to take a guess what he played in Rise of Skywalker? I don't care. He was a first order officer, if that surprises you.
1: Oh, fucking shot.
0: <laughs> Richard E. Grant playing a smimy villain. Hmm. He was great, oh, though.
1: What? You mean he smarmy? Was... What the hell is smimy? That's it. <laughs> it's full,
0: full smimite.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but it, he was, the, honestly, he was the best part of The Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> but, um, No, I, I, you know, it was cool to see, you know, and them go on up against Eliath And, you know, and then, of course, we got the big reveal at the end where it was a, it wasn't Kang the Conqueror. It was a variant of Kang, of Nathaniel Richards. I don't know if they're going to go the Nathaniel Richards route from the comics, if they're actually going to tie him into being a distant, distant, distant relative of Reed Richards, or if they're just going to kind of, you know, Kang, uh, he was a combination of, you know, they called him the one who remains. He was a combination of that character and Amortis, who is essentially, you know, the last Baron of Kang, you know, he was the, the, the Kang the Con- Conqueror at the end of time. So he was a combination of those two characters. And I was shocked that they pulled the trigger and did that because, um, you know, I think with WandaVision, which we both love, we both love. Um, I think, uh, there was a lot of theories going around and I think we also believed that there probably was something bigger than just, um, um, Agatha, uh, Agatha and I, you know, as much as I loved WandaVision, I was slightly disappointed that we didn't get something else, you know, like she's such a C D list character in the comics, but you have, I think, um, you know, I heard something the other day and it did refresh my memory. We are getting these shows and Black Widow, whether it's good or whether you think it's good or bad or not, they are out of order than what we were originally supposed to get because of COVID. Um, if my memory serves me correctly, Loki was supposed to be the first show. It was they were supposed to go in the opposite order, I think. I think it was supposed to go Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier and... Um, I know originally Wandavision was supposed to come out after Loki. I just can't remember if Loki was supposed to come first or Falcon and Winter Soldier came was supposed to come first. But Wandavision was done filming first, which is why they that was the first one we got on Disney Plus because of COVID. Because they were done, they were just in post. Where the other two, I know Falcon and Winter Soldier still had to film. I think like the last episode of the season. Um, they had only five of their six episodes filmed, which so that pushed them away. So realistically, if you think about it, um. Loki was supposed to it, watching it probably more in an order of um, Loki introducing us the multiverse, which we got, and variants. Wandavision probably would have made more sense because clearly uh, Ralph Boner is probably a variant of Quicksilver since he had his powers.
1: Yeah, but he was only he was given the powers by uh, he was given the powers because of the rune. That he was wearing that. Uh, oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, that's he didn't, right.
1: He didn't actually well, have the powers. It was it
0: well. Was my crazy. theory just went out the window. But we don't yeah. even know. He 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 could be a variant of Quicksilver. Yeah. From another, you know. But I I do know I do know that they had to reshuffle the, the shows because of fil- because of COVID and because of filming. So, um, yeah, I was I was pretty shocked that they went with they actually showed us Kang. I was kind of expecting. I tempered my expectations to another variant of loki and i think you said you did the same thing as well didn't you
1: yeah i thought i actually i i was pretty like steadfast in my belief that it was going to be classic loki and that everything we saw was just another projection because he had mentioned that he had created projections so great that (laughs) thanos himself couldn't tell the difference (laughs) so i assumed that that was where that was going yeah, and I'm glad I'm I'm glad it was wrong because here's here's the thing now, and this is where Wanda, where you were talking about WandaVision, how you, uh, you know, how it was a bit of a letdown, mm. or, or, or a mild letdown because it was Agatha. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a world where uh, social media is basically running is basically running the show.
0: Mm. We said Every the same one- thing back I mean, during I mean, WandaVision too.
1: So everyone comes out left, right, sideways with theories Mm
0: -hmm. and,
1: you know, and, and their own and their own interpretations that it's, you know, if there's one that even makes remote sense, you get behind it, that starts getting steam, you start believing what is essentially just a lie. Yeah. So when the reveal yeah. happens, we're just like, "Ah, oh, that's not what we thought it was.
0: Yeah. And that's in a lot of things, too, in in the MCU and DC movies. Uh, c- clearly, we saw it with the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Whether you like them or not, there were all these theories after The Force Awakens, and they turned out to be wrong. Yeah. You know, so I'm not not defending or, or bashing those movies, but uh, we I think we do let a lot of fan theories get the best of ourselves. And as I said, it's, um, it, it, but, George, but I think it, you said the same thing when we were defending Wandavision too. You said I think you read it, you said that back in uh, would have been March, April, February yeah. when Wandavision wrapped, I guess, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. So um, overall, I thought Loki was really good. I'm excited for the second season. Um, because I will
1: say, uh, I will say, like going back to Wandavision. Mm-hmm. Um, I never once thought Mephisto was involved. It wouldn't have made sense.
0: I I, <laughs> I won't keep
1: saying Mephisto. I'm like, why would this have made any sense?
0: <laughs> well, I will say that reading the current Heroes Reborn comic that I read, um, that started uh, I think in April, it was a really quick event done by Jason Aaron. Um, Mephisto had uh, changed reality to where the Avengers didn't exist and it was the Squadron Supreme. So it was basically Marvel's Justice League. Mm. Uh, you know, you had like the, uh, you know, all the you know Nighthawk and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Um, I, d- I didn't think it was Mephisto either. I didn't know what it was. I just, I think I expected somebody else that wasn't Agatha, you know, mm-hmm. a Harkness.
1: I mean, I guess um, the harkness being like a C level character. I mean, that portrayal in WandaVision kind of jumped her up to.
0: Yeah, sure. And, so. and and and. I'm not A's saying like was a, great. I'm,
1: not, I'm not I'm not saying like A level, but it's. Uh, it, yeah. It, 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 right um,
0: but uh, no, I think I think Loki. Everything Loki set up throughout the season paid. It, they paid it off. I think it was well written. Uh, the second the second season is not gonna have the same director that came out yesterday, I believe. So I'm curious to who who's going to direct it. Not that I really care. Um, Again, uh, as we said earlier, being a director in the MCU, unless you are a big name that they bring in, like a Sam Raimi, you know, um, or the Russo brothers who made, they became big names because of the movies they worked on in the MCU. Um, They weren't really big names when they joined the MCU, but um, we'll see where that goes. Um, I think the next MCU property after all black widow came out, I believe is what if that's going to be pretty cool. Cause I, I like those comics. They're always cool to see like a, what if scenario. So, um, and I like a good animated show too. And the animation looks pretty cool. I think the animation looks pretty cool. Um, so we've had the three shows, George. Um, well actually before we do that, what do you give Loki, uh, as a whole out of, uh, like out of rating? I give it an A. I, I give it as a, an A as well.
1: I mean, I think I had it. I, th- I think I had it as a B, mm. at the season. But the last, but the, those final three episodes really jumped up to A level to me. So.
0: Yeah, I really think Loki and Wandavision were pretty on par with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say with Wandavision, though, I had less enthusiasm to go back and binge it, which I haven't done, um, because now knowing everything that happens in the show, I don't really have a desire to sit through those first three episodes. Um, I mean, it's cool to see them reenact all those shows, but like. I'm just like, meh, I don't really feel like doing it. But if I had to, uh, so I I also give Loki an A. Um, And out of the three canon MCU shows that we've had, I would put put Falcon and Winter Soldier at three, WandaVision at two, and Loki at number one. For my opinion, I, I think Loki, I enjoyed Loki just a smidgen more than WandaVision.
1: I'd flip flop Loki and WandaVision, but that's my mm. own. That's my own. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like WandaVision a little bit more, but yeah. I, I I I enjoy more of her character than I do with uh Loki. It's mm. not the non-Loki, it's just I, yeah. I know a little more of Scarlet Witch. So
0: yeah, I thought and I thought Owen Wilson was great in it too. Wow. He better get that fucking jet ski next season. Give him the jet ski. Give that man <laughs> the jet ski. Yeah, and uh, I know I, I thought I thought the whole cast was great, so I'm excited to see season two, and um, I'm really excited to see where the MCU goes with uh, the multiverse and variants, and and clearly bringing in Kang the Conqueror. So uh, I'm really curious about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, you have anything else to add to that? Nothing. So, uh, uh, so we have there's a few MCU shows coming up, um, throughout the year. Uh, do you want to, uh, well, uh, do you plan on watching? What if I'm sure I will. All right. So maybe, maybe we'll shoot to, we'll, we'll, um, depending on what we'll do is we'll, we'll probably talk about what if as well. Um, I'm hoping to get Titans done before they start. So we can talk about Titans season three and of course, doom patrol season three. That's on, that's on the docket as well. Uh, George, I know you're not going to watch Ms. Marvel. Um, I probably will because what, the, what the fuck else am I going to watch? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I might wait to Literally, binge it though.
1: Uh, paint dry. That's yeah. What
0: I, um, but, but like I always say though, the MCU has so much um, goodwill with me. I'll give a show like that a shot, um, but I, I might wait. I just,
1: I just don't like the character. So I don't, like I don't either.
0: I don't either. But I'll, I'll wait. I'll probably wait to binge it. Cause it's only gonna be six episodes. So I'll just wait till like the last week and just watch one episode a day. Uh, Hawkeye. We'll see. Florence Pugh is going to be in So I might watch it. Uh, she's at peace. So, uh, but, um, with that said, um, I think we're done. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So next week we are doing, are we sticking with Ace Venture or are we going to move? Or are we going to change?
1: Nah, let's stick with it.
0: All right, we're going to stick with Ace Ventura. So that'll be next week's episode. Uh, this week for Biggie Karanji. Well, last week was our NWO show. This week we're going to be doing a DX show. Uh, I think we're going to be recording that tomorrow night's the goal to do that. Chris's schedule's a little wild because he just had he had the newborn. So, um, you know, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to get that in. If not, it's not a, not a big deal. Um, so keep an eye on him for that. And then George, oh, he got me. He got me. He got me with the thing. <laughs> Um and then um if you're a James Bond fan, of course, we're gonna plug out of the channel. We just posted our top ten Roger Moore moments today. Uh yep. today we did that, we did that earlier today. And then um if you're a wrestling fan, uh, of course Biggie Guarantee's been kind of a piggybacking off of the hot tag podcast this month. It's been like a, a very he- wrestling heavy month with the well hot tag podcast is Chris's uh, main podcast that he does. Um, and we've, you know, we joined forces as a, you know, for Biggie Garenji, and uh, it's just been a wrestling heavy month. So if you're a fan of wrestling, uh, we plugged it before. Check out the wrestling hot tag podcast or hot tag wrestling podcast. Uh, last week we did wrestling SummerSlam 2002, right? That was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, two weeks ago. No, yeah. two weeks ago because we didn't get a chance to do an episode this week. Last week, so this week we're going to try to do Summerslam 2000 again. Uh, Chris' schedule is kind of busy with a newborn. Um and then we'll wrap out the last week of the month on Big E with a tribute to Triple H. And then I think we'll slice back into some more pop culture general topics uh, in August. Um yep. you know, for a couple weeks before leading up to maybe and then maybe we'll do like a SummerSlam review in August. Something we'll pitch pitch that to Chris. So maybe he'll my way to do that on the hot tag, I don't know. So we'll figure that out. So um, but uh yeah, that was a good show, great movie. Uh we're pushing 100 episodes. I think we're... I think this is 79. We're getting there. We're almost at... A, we're getting to 100. Yeah, we're, we're chugging along. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have been Dean Affle.
1: I am still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse.